other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I have been following a lot of the criminal cases involving President Trump, and some, I think, have some merit. We'll see where some of them go. The ones that have been brought in Manhattan are, for the most part, a total joke. And by the way, we're going to talk with somebody that was railroaded similarly, George Papadopoulos, in about a half hour. I'm going to get his take on the Durham report. I feel just so bad for Alan Weisselberg, who at 75 years old just got out of jail. The guy did almost nothing wrong, and they sent him to jail. And by the way, the judge in that case is the same judge that made a contribution to Biden that I filed a complaint about with the Commission on Judicial Ethics. So we'll see where that goes. But I am amazed at what Alvin Bragg and the Manhattan DA's office, which, by the way, doesn't prosecute people that are uh, strangling their own stepson. They don't even prosecute those cases as felonies. I am amazed at what they are doing to Alan Weisselberg. So Weisselberg was recently released from Rikers Island after pleading guilty to a tax fraud scheme, which is really not what it was. And now the Manhattan DA is apparently considering a new round of criminal charges against Weisselberg. And this time he could be charged with perjury according to people with knowledge of the matter, as published in the New York Times. The threat of new charges represents the latest effort in a two-year campaign to persuade Weisselberg to testify against Trump. What this is, is just incredibly unfair and unjust. They are taking an old man who's already been put through the ringer, seen his reputation pilloried, and they are threatening to prosecute him again with the threat of prison again, the threat of large legal bills again, all to get him to flip on President Trump and testify against Trump. This is crazy. This is not the way the criminal justice system is supposed to work. And I don't care whether you're for Trump or against Trump. This is not right. We're basically bringing the whole criminal justice system in Manhattan to bear against one guy. Why? This is absolute insanity. I don't care if you would never vote for Trump in a thousand years. There's no excuse for this kind of treatment of Alan Weisselberg. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Sheriff Sean Golden of Monmouth County, New Jersey. I think he does a great job. I think he is a real law enforcement pro. I find much of what he says on crime I agree with. And he's a very powerful politician. Aside from being the sheriff, he also happens to be the chairman of the Monmouth County Republican Party. And I want to be clear, I have nothing against Sheriff Golden at all. And there was some legislation that looks to be well on its way to passage that sailed through both a Senate and Assembly committee last week, just days after it was introduced, which is pretty 
rare, given how slow government usually goes in Trenton. The bill would bar county constitutional officers, sheriffs, clerks, and surrogates from serving as chairpeople of political parties. It drew outrage from Republican lawmakers and from Sheriff Golden himself, who called it retaliation and politically motivated. He believes it's unconstitutional. I have to say, I think he's right that it is politically motivated. I think he's right that this is basically just targeted towards him. But I do have to say that I think there is some merit in preventing sheriffs, at the very least, from serving as chairpeople of political parties. I really do tend to not want to place any restrictions on who can be sheriff or who can be chairman of the political party. Let the voters choose. Let the party members choose. But the role of a sheriff really is supposed to be such a Sergeant Joe Friday, nuts and bolts, call them as you see them role that's focused on law enforcement. And the role of being a political party chairman is about winning elections, which a lot of the time is a whole different skill set from being the top law enforcement official in your county. So even though I don't love the motivation for this, I think this is probably a pretty good idea. I do think that sheriffs should be prohibited from being the heads of political parties. You can't do something like this in New York. So I don't see why you should be able to do this in New Jersey. I don't like the reason for this, but I'm all for this. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Like all the shows on WABC, we've been chronicling this migrant surge closely and try to keep you informed about everything that's been going on. And it was about a week ago when there were reports about how migrants displaced unhoused veterans from upstate New York hotels. And I was, like I'm sure many of you were, totally outraged after this story was reported. Well, it turns out that this story turned out to be False. So I just want to bring everyone up to date on this. It's a very odd story involving apparently altered receipts and paid unhoused actors. The chief executive of a group called YIT, the Yurik Israel Tony Foundation, a nonprofit organization focused on housing military veterans, has been accused of fabricating stories about unhoused veterans getting kicked out of hotels to make space for migrants. The story began in the New York Post. And the story just went viral from there. The leader of YIT, Sharon Tony Finch, spoke on the record to the New York Post, whose story caught the attention of the local state assembly member, Brian Marr. Marr told the New York Post that officials' priorities should be serving Americans over asylum seekers, which I agree with, by the way. However, an investigation by local news outlets Mid-Hudson News and the Times Union found several holes in Tony Finch's claims. Mid-Hudson News reported that Marr provided a copy of a credit card receipt that reportedly showed a payment of more than $37,000 for rooms at the Crossroads Hotel in Newburgh for the homeless veterans who were then displaced. The Times Union also published an image of the receipt along with a copy of what appears to be Tony Finch's credit card. The pictures were sent to the assemblyman to confirm that YIT had booked and paid for hotel rooms for homeless vets. However, according to a graphics expert who examined the document, the receipt appeared to have been altered with smudges behind the darker type and had different fonts. 
Mid-Hudson News also contacted the hotel manager who said, I checked the dollar on the net on the credit card and the screen shows no transactions. The hotel has no record of this transaction. After the concerns that the receipt had been edited, the assembly member asked Tony Finch to meet him outside a local bank to provide further evidence that her foundation indeed paid for the veterans' rooms. The lady never appeared. Lo and behold, several of the homeless vets told Mid-Hudson News that they were asked to take a trip to meet with an elected official, and they were paid with food, alcohol, and money to masquerade as homeless veterans who'd been kicked out. I gotta tell you, I'm all for doing something about this migrant situation. The migrant situation is bad enough without making up these stories just to stoke the outrage. Already, nobody wants the migrants in their neighborhood. You don't have to make up a story that homeless veterans are being kicked out. People are already upset. Shame on you, Miss Tony Finch. Shame on you. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, 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 thank you. My listeners have come through. After campaigning at length for this on air, I am very pleased that Oscar Mayer has made a change which I view as a tip of the hat towards our show and the success that we've had. My colleague Anthony Weiner mentioned this on his program on Saturday. Here's a bit of the audio if you missed it. So, recently, the Oscar Mayer Corporation announces they are getting rid of the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Have you seen this? I think you had. It's like a giant hot dog shaped vehicle. I'm, get, I'm getting I'm getting flashback, Christian. Turn this down a little bit. It's this it's this hot dog shaped vehicle that travels around to promote and it's called the Wiener Mobile. And when I ran for mayor, Oscar Mayer would follow me around in it to try to get some attention and whatever else it is. Well, now, after an or, a really organized campaign among his listeners, and Frank Morano has a lot of listeners. He's syndicated around the country. He's got, like, his ratings are crazy. Like, every, Frank Morano is a legitimate giant on the radio. So he's been organizing his listeners to petition to change that vehicle to the Frank Mobile. And I thought it was funny. You know, I'm on his Facebook page. I'm like, oh, this is funny. This is Frank just being Frank or whatever it is. Um, and now Oscar Mayer has done it. They have changed the, the Wiener Mobile to the Frank Mobile. And part of their explanation that they said in their press release was that out of concern of being associated with me. So Frank, understanding the corporate world, understanding, he's now succeeded in persuading them to change. Now, all I have to say about this is if you were going to stop with the wiener thing, you should have stopped when I was in the fifth grade. Now I'm kind of like fine with it. It's like a little bit of my my thing. That's right. Going forward, the Wiener Mobile is no more. It is now the Frank Mobile. We could use all the publicity we could get. Thank you. And thanks to Anthony Wiener for being a sport. Hey, I'm going to be on with Sid Rosenberg at 640. I know I said I was going to be on on Friday, but today I really think I'm going to be on. Hopefully you'll listen. Beam me up. To be continued.